If you turn together with me, Romans chapter 5, going to the book of Romans, Paul's letter to the church at Rome. And uh, when I think of one of the distinguishing characteristics that set apart Christians in the early church, from sometimes the brand of Christianity that we see today, there is just this ability that they had in the midst of great challenge, in the midst of great adversity, they had the ability to stand. And uh, I'm concerned when I read headlines, I'm concerned when I read about things that are happening in our world and different ways that people are changing their stands, their things that they had once stood for and now no longer is a priority and no longer is a value to them. And uh, I'd just like to lean on some scripture tonight and remind us for a few moments about the the opportunity that we have, the power that we have, and the, the strength that comes when we're just willing to stand. Someone just say stand. You may as well stand. We'll just stay there for a second. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace... We're in, not run, not race, not tear down the path that God's prepared for us. But he said, we, by faith into this grace, we're in, we stand. We stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And often when we are uh, arrested in our advance and we're pa- caused to pause in our walk with God, often it's in those moments that we have a difficult time worshiping but it's in this moment that Paul said wherein we stand and rejoice so that we have the opportunity that sometimes when when we're just caused to pause and when we are made to stand still that in, it's in that moment that God said in that in that moment Paul reminds the church he said in that moment you have the opportunity to worship uh, less distraction that you're not trying to look at everything that's coming your way but in that moment he said rejoice in hope of the glory of God and uh we rejoiced in hope this afternoon with the funeral that we hosted and wonderful service. It was a little over 200 people here. Eric thought he counted about 221 people. Just a phenomenal turnout for Sister Munn. We were very grateful to everyone that was here. And then you're back again. But the hope that we have goes beyond this life. And so we have cause to rejoice. Has anyone got just an attitude of rejoicing for a moment? I wish you'd just put your Bible down and then lift your hands up. And why don't we just talk to God for a few moments Someone just rejoice. Maybe you say, well, I I don't feel like I'm moving forward very fast right now. That's exactly what we want to talk about for a few moments tonight. I I wish that you just rejoice in the Lord. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say rejoice. I, I just want to rejoice in God for a moment. God, we celebrate you tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated this evening. Those early church, early Christian days were days that were very dangerous because of the extreme persecution that they were facing. They were discouraging days because of the extreme pressure that they were under. And Paul knew that the temptation for many would be to defect the faith. And rather than compel them just to run fast time and again, he he encouraged the people, he said... Stand fast. 
This phrase means more than just simply having the right posture. It's the phrase that implies your feet are planted firmly down with mature stability. It wasn't just stubbornness. Don't tap in your neighbor. It wasn't just stubbornness, but it was the ability to stand in the midst of adversity, square your shoulders with whatever the enemy was, and determinedly make your stand. It was Moses standing before Pharaoh with a with a strong resolve that regardless of what happened, he knew that God was on his side, but regardless of what he had to face, he was going to stand. Someone say stand. That knowledgeable resolve that could not be swayed or softened or surrendered. Some people say they've taken a stand, and then the next thing you know, they're turned around and they're walking away. They're turned around, they're going opposite of everything that they said that they would do. But, but sometimes, you know, we, we've got to take a stand. But more than that, sometimes the stand is going to take us. The stand has got to get on the inside of us. It needs to become like a, an iron rod that, that just kind of runs right up our backbone. So we're not turning around, we're not bending over, we're not bowing down. But in the midst of great adversity, just that ability to make a determined Stand. Someone say stand. To stand fast means you live without reservations. In Philippians 4 verse 1, Paul writes, he said, stand fast in the Lord. Stand fast in the Lord. Before a toddler can ever learn to walk, he must first learn to stand. He overcomes his doubts and fears by taking hold of stable objects which provide both balance and confidence for him. But before long, he's got to let go and he's got to stand. She's got to step back from whatever it is that she's holding on to. And she's got to realize, you know what? I can do this. I can stand on my own two feet. I don't have everybody that I see around me walking. I can do that. But first, I've got to stand. And uh, I don't know what kind of processes occur in that child's mind. I, I don't know what they begin to think about. I don't know what they're, what, what's going, going through their mind, like letting go. You know, they've got mom or dad or grand and grandpa. I don't, I don't know. They just got those people encouraging them to let go. And, and you've got them by the fingertips and they're figuring it all out. But eventually, eventually we get to stand on our own. And it's, a, it's, it's just in that moment in our, in our infantile mind that we realize we've got ability just like those around us. We've got opportunity just like those around us. But before, they don't tear off down the hall. In, in those moments, they, they're, they're just learning. Their mind is figuring out what movement causes them to, to get off balance. What, what motion causes them to tip over to one side. Your, your brain is working over, their brain is working over time just, just to keep them upright. But when they kind of figure it out, that joy that, that kind of fills them and that confidence that just moves into their spirit. Well, that, that's, just a, that's just a child. But the same thing can happen in our walk with God. We get knocked off sideways sometimes and we get, we get a little bit out of order. We get a little bit off to one side or one way or the other. And, 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 and we just said sometimes we've got to get back and reorient ourselves. Just stand up. Take a stand and realize that, that we can do this. We've, got to, we've just got to stand fast. Someone say stand fast. Stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, is what Paul spoke to the church in Thessalonica about. It was, it was a challenge not to move away from the truth that they had learned and a reminder of the calling which left no room for retreat. Sometimes you just got to stand. It was, uh, 
The determination that Gideon's army had, there was only 300 men standing before the mighty Midian army. You can read the account in Judges chapter 7. There was a, a massive army facing down Israel and, and Gideon was there with 300 men, three encampments and three different divisions. And, and you know the, the story, you know the story how that in, in the right time, at the right moment, they break the pictures that was holding the lamp and blew the trumpet. And, and in that moment, you'd think that they were to run into the camp, but it wasn't what the scripture said. In Judges 7 and verse 21, it said, And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the hosts ran and cried and fled. You know, I, I started out with the illustration of a child because it's just to get us all on the same page. But often we think of standing as a regression in our walk with God. We think of it as something that, that we've got to go back to square one or we've got to go back. But sometimes standing is, is the greatest thing that you can do. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, some. I don't know why. The last little while on YouTube, I've been watching these dog trainers, and you know, they got these guys. They, they got these unmanageable dogs, and usually they're in crates or their owners got them by the leash, and they're just kind of both feet on the floor, and the dogs like, <laughs> and the foaming at the mouth and stretching against the leash. And if he could just get off, and and I watch these handlers, and you know, I begin to notice there's there's a <clears throat> just you know. One of the typical things that they'll do in, in those moments is when that dog's just kind of howling and growling and going at them and paws, pawing the floor all up. And, and the trainer will come in. He's got the little coat on for protection or a big coat, whatever it is. Looks like. And he'll just stand there. And before long, the dog goes from like just growling and howling until he, he's kind of just muttering under his breath. And, and before long, that, that dog will back up and just kind of have his tail right in the corner, and he's watching that handler. And, and the handler doesn't do anything. All he's doing is standing. Can I, can I remind you that sometimes the greatest, most fearful opponents, if all you'll do is stand your ground, before long the enemy is going to be backed up into the corner. Before long the enemy is going to be kind of pushed in, in, in off into the side, and, and you're going to get to see the real. And I, I love it when the handler says, yep, just another big coward. Just, just a big old Freddy cat. That the dog with the, the big teeth and the dog with the big bark and the dog with the big growl and, and straining at the leashes and great big muscles. All he really is is fear-filled. That's what happens when you're willing to stand. The enemy is going to come in like a roaring lion. He's going to come in with his greatest attack. He's going to come in to try and defeat you with fear and put, push you back and get you all off balance. But if you're just willing, that's why the scripture says just stand. Just get in your place, square your shoulders, put your feet on the ground. And in those moments, if you'll just stand for God, then God will stand with you. And before long, the enemy's going to be backed off somewhere and you're going to realize, ah, oh, just another big old friend. Cat. Just another, he's just scared. He's just filled with fear. He doesn't know how to handle somebody that's just willing to stand. There's something powerful about the ability to stand. That's why Paul said, stand fast. Hold on to the traditions that you've been taught. Don't let go of those. Just, just stand. Just in the middle of, middle of the mess, stand. Gideon, oh, here's what I want you to do. Midian looks like they're mighty. Midian's all like, they're just like grasshoppers in the field. They're down there. They're ready to attack and they're ready to defeat. But here's all I want you to do. Break the picture. 
picture. Let Come on, let the trumpet sound and stand still and watch what God does in that moment. I, I just want to remind somebody tonight, if you'll just, come on, break the picture, stand still, let, let, your, let your voice be heard. Just stand there and watch what God does. He'll put the enemy in the middle of retreat. Stand fast means living without regret. It was Exodus 14. The children of Israel were trapped between the Red Sea and the mighty Egyptian army in the wilderness. Moses calls out in verse 13. He said, fear ye not. But what did he say? Stand still. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye will see them again no more forever. Why? I'll tell you why. When you stand, the Lord will fight for you. If you'll stand, God will bring salvation to you. I'm convinced that sometimes we're trying to bring salvation all on our own. We're trying to do this all by ourselves. We're trying to do this with our ability. We're trying to do this with our talents. And God said, I'll tell you what, get in my presence. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. When we do that, I know it's, it's hard on our pride. Because we want to we wanna be the one pushing the enemy back. We want to be the one. We, so fight I. I like that verse. So run I. Oh, I like that verse. It, it gets me involved in the action. Everybody gets to see me. Something different about it when God says, stand still. This is what you want me to do, God. Did you see the Egyptians? Yes. Stand still and see the salvation. Not the salvation of Jack. Not the salvation of you. But stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is going to show up. God is going to meet you right where you are. God is going to move the Red Sea out of the way. God is going to fight for you. God is going to bring you whatever you need. Just stand still. Stand still. Maybe this is just for me. I hate standing still. College students, how many college students do we have? Back when the dorm, way back when, when the dorm was down here on River Street and the college was down there. Now your college is on River Street and the dorm's down there. But I don't know of a single, I didn't. I just know I didn't. I didn't walk from the dorm to the college a single time. And I didn't drive either. I ran. Not only do I not like standing still, I don't even like walking slow. Kathy's always in. would you slow down? My legs aren't very long, but I like to move them fast. She's like, would you slow down? I'm trying to keep up. Her skirt's like, gung, 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 gung. it's like a bass drum. <laughs> slow down. It's like, speed up. Come on, we got places to go we got to be the saviors. No, we, I'll tell you what, something, it, 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 it presses back on our pride when God says stand still. It's, it presses back on, on our idea when God says stand still. But if we will stand still, then the Lord will fight for us. That's what I know. And if we will let God fight for us, guess who's going to win the battle? 
Guess who's going to come out triumphant in the end? Oh, we, we, we may not have the, the pride-filled opportunity uh, of celebrating, look what we did. But if we just stand still, God will fight the battle for us. That's for somebody tonight. It's not just passive waiting around, but there's an active anticipation of something wonderful that's about to occur when you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. It's in that moment. And you're not just, you're not just like checked out, but you're watching. You're diligently searching the horizon for what God is about to do. You know, God's... God's caused you to stop. God's caused you to lay down in green pastures. God's, God's got your walk, uh, your walk arrested, and, and all of a sudden, you're just kind of waiting on what God is going to do. But in that moment, if you're actively engaged, you'll begin to see how God is going to bring about the salvation, how God is going to work in the way that was impossible, how God's going to work all by himself. He's God. He can do whatever he wants to do. He doesn't need our hand at work. He doesn't need our feet in motion. All God needs is someone to say, I'll tell you what, stand here and see the salvation of the Lord. Get your eye on the horizon because God is about to show up. Get your eye on the horizon because you're going to see something you've never seen before. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You've seen salvation by your hand enough times already. It's failed. It's faltered. But if you'll just see the salvation of the Lord, you'll never go back because you'll realize God is fighting for me. Hmm. The Lord will fight for us. Amen. You may wonder how David had the courage to stand before the giant Goliath. Why? Because he had, he'd watched God work before. And when God said, just get out there and get in front of the giant, David knew that he wasn't going to go on his own strength. He wasn't going to go by his own ability. He was just going to stand out there, let Goliath take his best uh, verbal shots at him, let him tear him down. But David knew that God was fighting for him. Samson. Samson said, if you can just get me back between those pillars, if you can just, uh, it's not going to be anything too extravagant. I'm just going to stand there and I'm going to let God. And in that moment, he defeats more Philistines in his death than he did in his life. God uses him because he was willing to stand. In Acts 7, it was Stephen who was being stoned for his stand, he saw the heavens open and the Lord, it said, standing on the right hand of God. The, uh, only those who never take their eyes off the finish line will see the reward that's awaiting for them. But sometimes you've got to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. It's a life of no doubts, no distractions and no departures if you're willing to stand. Many of us can bow and kneel and leap and run with the best of them. But we find it hard to stand. It was during World War II that the British soldiers had a motto. They said RFA simply means ready for anything. Before conflict ever arrived, they had determined that they could do whatever it took, including standing fast. The ability just to stand, ready for anything. We're, too often we think that means uh, something extravagant. It means great expenditure of energy. But too often God's just saying, I, I just need you to stand. Are we ready for that anything? I, ho I hope we're hearing the voice of the Spirit tonight. Our text is Romans 5, 
the, the lead off comes from Romans chapter 4 and moving into chapter 5, we're given the purpose of faith. That's justification in verse 1. It says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ to access that faith gives us access by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. Wherein we stand. That ability to stand. We've been justified. God's plan is at work in our life. God's saving us. God's bringing us into this salvation experience. And God's washed us and cleansed us. And, and we've had that repentance experience. We've been baptized in water. Remission of our sins. We, we've been filled with his spirit. We're on this, this process of God doing that work in our life. And, and we think, surely it's about running forward. And, and I, I recently, I had a conversation with someone. And, and they're new in the faith. And they're eager. And they're excited. And I, I said, you know, they're, they're moving along down the road of expectation. And, you know, what do I need to do? And what's my next step? And, and we want to be willing to, to help people take that next step. But I said, right now, just get established. Right now, your, your next step is standing still. Your next step is, is, is allowing God to get you on the foundation so you're formed the way that God wants you to be formed, so that you're confident that this is exactly where God wants you. You're, you're strengthening yourself, that ability. That, that sometimes we get so, we get in such a hurry. And God says, just hold up. Let's stand. Let's stand here until I form you and until I shape you. Let's stand here until you're steady on your feet. Let's, let's stand here because the future, for you to walk into it, you, you, you've got to be ready for that. Ready for it. Justified by faith, peace, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. The story is told of a young boy who grew up on a ranch where his father raised thoroughbred horses. It was a common sight for the boy to watch the young thoroughbreds being trained to jump obstacles and race with their long strides. However, because the young thoroughbreds were overly sensitive and high-spirited and throw the boy off, he said he grew fond of just working with some of the elder horses. I think uh, my notes say old horses, but... Mature horses. <laughs> Thank you for the calendar. So he preferred working with some of the retired thoroughbreds that had been pushed aside and given little attention. The boy took the responsibility of feeding them and bathing them and taking the horse on gallops around the ranch. One day as the boy was brushing the shiny coat of the horse, a potential buyer was walking around the ranch and he came on that boy and that aged horse and he said to the boy, he said, I, I, I bet your horse doesn't run fast anymore, does he? Young boy stopped rushing, looked at, <clears throat> up with a lot of pride, and he said, no, but he sure does stand fast. <laughs> I know that we've had a difficult week at CCC with the loss of two of our members. And uh, that, that, that feeling runs deep. It's difficult. I'd... Uh, <clears throat> stepped away from the office for a little while this afternoon after the funeral just to transition and mentally turn back around for tonight. Um, that, that, we sense that loss. It's a keen loss. And some people would say, well, Sister Mom was 92. What, you know, how, how did she push the church forward, you know? 
Well, she stood fast. She, you know, uh, they, they mentioned it today, so I will, but her grandson, when he was doing the eulogy, he said, you know, one of my grandmother's priorities on this past weekend was ensuring that her tithes were paid. And uh, some people say, well, that's, that's just the church trying to do a money grab. No, that's not it at all. See, the Bible does say that where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. That, that's what the word says. And that was such a huge priority to her that it was one of the last things that she ensured was going to happen for her. Why? Because her heart, this is where her heart was. Her body may have been in hospice house. Her future uncertain, her body in pain, but her heart was here. And you say, well, that's, that's what happens in moments like that. When our seniors have pushed for years and now it would seem like they're not running fast. But I'll tell you, they sure can stand fast. And there's power in being steadfast today. That ability to stand is a tremendous gift that many of you give. Now, if you can go, we need you to go. But if what you can do is stand, then thank you for standing. I wonder if you just honor some of our elders tonight before. Standing is far from just a passive activity. There's many things that we're expected to do when we stand. It's a fully rounded phrase. It's usually attached to another word. You may know it like stand by. That doesn't just mean sleeping on your feet like a horse does. Stand by means to be ready or available to act, to wait for something, to remain uninvolved from everything else, and you, you can be active in the thing that you're needed for. Stand by. There's stand for, the, the ability to represent, to symbolize, to advocate or support, to put up with or to tolerate. There's standing in, the ability to take somebody's place in a moment's notice. There's stand off, to stay at a distance, to remain apart or aloof, to put off, evade. The nautical term is to maintain a course away from the shore, to stand off, to stand on. I, I got all kinds. I won't, I won't give all the descriptions, but let me just throw these words by, and you can understand that standing sometimes, it's not just a passive activity. Don't think of it as uh, the, the low-level activity that, that some do. It's, it's a powerful activity if we put it in its rightful place. There's stand on. There's stand out. There's stand over. There's stand to, stand up. Stand ground, stand to reason, stand up for, stand up to, stand up with. There's all kinds of opportunities that if you're just called to stand, it's not just this passive inactivity. There's, there's powerful things that happen when somebody's willing to stand, to stand. Someone say, take a stand. It's just a phrase, but... If you think about it, it's powerful. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. You need to stand. We can come back to the music tonight.
Perhaps the most powerful illustration of standing in the scriptures found in Daniel chapter 3. It was three Hebrew boys that refused to bow at the sound of music before an idol that had been erected by King Nebuchadnezzar. They're brought to the king's attention and they said, oh, we're not careful to answer you in this matter, O king. God's able to deliver us, but we will not bow. And it was in the moment when they stood, they were cast into the fiery furnace, but at that, at that time, the fourth man was in the fire with them. And the scripture says that the only thing that happened was their bonds were burned. And that the power of God was released and revealed to them because they were simply willing to stand. I've come to remind us tonight that there's great power, the authority that you represent when you just stand. And we need to stand. We need to stand together. Mark 3 says, if a house be divided against itself, against itself, that house cannot stand. Matthew said, every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. You ever try running with 400 people at once? Not easy. But we all stand together in just about every service. We can stand together. To stand. There's scripture after scripture. I've got two pages of scripture. 2 Corinthians 1.24 for by faith ye stand. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Ephesians 6 and 11 Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to Philippians 1.27 That ye stand fast in one spirit. Colossians 4.12 I won't go through them all. But that ye may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. 1 Thessalonians 3.8 For now we live if ye stand fast in the Lord. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. There's power in standing over and over and over again. I, I won't take the time to read them all, but scripture after scripture after scripture talks about the power of standing. Standing. I wonder if you stand together with me tonight. It's a reminder, it's a simple lesson, but it's a powerful principle that God will release authority through you. He will fight your battles if you're willing to stand. So what's the application? The application is regardless of where you are, what challenge comes your way, have the confidence to stand. Perhaps it's a challenge for university or college students. The world will challenge you to roll over on issues of truth. Maybe your college is secular and professors are of psychology or science want to undermine biblical beliefs. I'd say, stand. Perhaps the challenge is for 
church families, media would like you to compromise and make tolerances for the sake of comedy or convenience or contemporary or being a part of the crowd. I, I, I challenge you. Stand. Maybe it's for the young men, acceptance and the challenge of compromise. The challenge comes from the world to back up, to back down. But the challenge tonight comes from the word of God. Stand. Young families, I know the kids are really tired. Let them sleep under the pew. And you stand. Perhaps this is a challenge for our teenagers that have listened to the enemy. And he just says, we'll just sit back and retire till Jesus comes. I'd echo all of our team and church family. We need you. Stand. Stand. Perhaps it's for the person weighed down with care. Stand. The one that's weary and well-doing. Stand. It's for the one that's been fighting illness for a long time. The one that's been fighting the devil for a long time. Stand. Someone shout, stand. It wasn't the weak-kneed cruise ship Christianity that brought this church into the world, and it won't be that church that takes it out. Stand. In the Word of God, those men and women that faced adversity head-on, emperors that threatened their lives as a sport, in the face of martyrdom, their choice was to stand. Someone shout, stand. I'm just going to leave you with a... <clears throat> A few paragraphs that we've read many times, but it's a reminder. And in closing, I'd say we are part of the fellowship of the unashamed. We have Holy Spirit power. The die's been cast. We've stepped over the line. The decision has been made. We are disciples of His. We won't look back, let up, slow down, back away, or be still. Our past is redeemed. Our present makes sense. Our future is secure. We're finished and done with low living, sight walking, smooth knees, colorless dreams, tame vision, worldly talking, cheap giving, and dwarf goals. Someone shout, stand. We don't need preeminence, prosperity, position, promotions, plaudits, or popularity. We don't have to be right, first, tops, recognized, praised, rewarded, or regarded. We live by faith, lean in His presence, learn in His presence, walk by patience, we're uplifted by prayer, and we labor with power. We are willing to stand. Our face is set, our gate is fast, our goal is heaven, the road is narrow, the way is rough, my companions are few, but my guide is reliable, my mission is clear, I cannot be bought, compromised, detoured, hired away, turned back, diluted or delayed, I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy or pander at the pool of popularity, I will not meander in the maze of mediocrity, I am determined, someone say stand. I won't give up, shut up, let up until I have preached up, prayed up, paid up, stored up, and stayed up for the cause of Christ. We are disciples of His. We must go until He comes, give until we drop, preach until all know, and work until He stops us. And when He comes to claim His own, He'll have no problem recognizing us. The banner will be clear. We are a part of the fellowship of the unashamed. Someone shout, stand. I'm standing with you tonight. Would you pray to with me?
pray together with me. Let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful for that strength that you bring in moments just like these. I ask, God, God, that you would strengthen us. Strengthen us for the journey. I, I pray that you would strengthen us to run this race with patience. I, I pray that we'd walk by faith. I'd ask that we'd soar on wings like eagles. But God, sometimes you called us to stand. And God, in those moments, we can give ourselves a hard time. Others can give us a hard time. But I'm asking tonight, God, that you would give someone strength to look the enemy square in the eye and with a determined gaze, stand. Stand with the confidence that you're standing with them. Stand knowing that you'll stand for us and stand knowing, God, that you are fighting for us. God, this world is so temporary. The enemy is so ferocious. But God, you will stand with, with the one that stands for you. I give you praise tonight. There's nobody like you. I thank you for what you're going to do this coming weekend. I thank you for hearts that are going to be transformed. God, I pray that you would bring us back together on Friday with great intention, God, with great expectation. God, but between now and then, there are going to be some that are called to stand. God, I pray, God, that you give us that strength to continue standing. In your name we pray. Would someone say, in Jesus' name? In Jesus' name. God bless you tonight. It's been a privilege to teach you the word of the Lord. I love you, CCC. God bless you.